Uh, hi, welcome to uh, Dust's podcast. Hi, hi Mark. Uh, podcast number five we're on now. Sure. Isn't it? Awesome. Uh, I'm, Alan, you. I'm Alan Close. I'm the uh, illustrator for um, Dust. I'm Mark. Mark. I'm Dust director. Mark I tell Dust here. where to go. We're chilling at this coffee house here in West Michigan. Anyway, today we're going to talk about um, the story behind our, our first issue, uh, Fire from Heaven. Um, Fuego del Cielo. Yes. And we've got a Spanish version of that. That's right. Coming out very C. soon. CC, senor. Gosh, you're just trying to wreck this today, aren't you? No, I'm here to support you. I don't care. <laughs> Thank you. Give a little background on what's going on. Well, this story is fantastic. And I had what's, to sum it up in here? one, if I had to sum up this story in one word, it'd have to be supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Oh I mean, it's Thanks. over the top. It's well, awesome, right? Disney. I mean, jeez, we could have done without that. Uh, what's the what's the biblical reference? So it's the um, where's this? It's in Kings, First Kings, uh, eighteen, and it uh, rolls into nineteen a little bit. It's a story of uh, Ahab, who is a king in northern Israel. Israel has split into two countries at this time. After Solomon's death, it, uh, Israel was split into two. You've got ten and a half tribes in the north and two and a half tribes in the south. The, the half is the tribe of Levi. They both had priests. So that's oh, how Ahab. That he was the king then, so he must he have been a, a good guy. Um, one would hope that your king would be a good guy, but this type turns out to be uh, not so good. He, he marries in a way that should not marry, um, and uh, the queen really has tremendous uh, influence over him in a very negative, And the queen is... Bad way. She's nasty. nasty. She's nasty. Yeah. She looks good, but she's nasty. <laughs> so her name oh is gosh. Jezebel. If you never do that again, it will be too soon. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> oh, crud. But she looks good. Oh. Anyway, Jezebel, yes? That's who we're I mean, talking about. Jezebel, you got it. well, right yeah. On. You know, and every. She's such a. She's so, so many different kinds of bad that, you know, now just calling somebody a Jezebel. I think is, you said it best one day, and you said it in when uh, you and Rob Bell were team teaching on this. And yeah. That's that still was available. Memorial at, Day Sunday. Yep, at, MarsHill.org. Yeah. And what she she's nasty on a stick. Nasty. Yeah, I have no idea where that came from. That's an Alanism, though. Anybody else out there? Feel free to use that? it. Just nasty on a stick. Please attribute it to Alan, not yes. Mark. Yeah, right. and you have to do the quotation marks around it. Okay. You know, when you do it. Moving right along. I should copy this that. story. Really is complex, though, right? Because it's it's a issue of the government going down a path that that people disagree with. So you've got Ahab, uh, who really is just falling in line with his wife's wishes, Jezebel, and she wants her gods to be in power and worship, and so she starts having the uh, the priests, the followers of Jehovah, Yahweh, murdered. Yes. And they, Obadiah starts to save some of them. It's, uh, it's really this battle then of, uh, are you going to you know, be like Obadiah potentially, and that was a really that was a really inspiring moment to me when I was doing this almost this realization of creating this book. Can you imagine the logistical challenges of getting food and water to a hundred people in the middle of a drought and not having anybody know about it? That was incredible. To be a challenge. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that was a big eye opener into. Obadiah and his dedication and his passion for for God and for these people. I thought that was really cool. Yep. But anyway, so, so then, Elijah comes on the scene then, out of nowhere, literally, 
and uh, tells Obadiah, who he has no compassion for at all, um, to announce that there's going to be a battle. Isn't that interesting, though, how Elijah is just held up as this huge prophet, you know, throughout Scripture, you know, carried to heaven and, you know, flaming chariot and all that jazz. Yeah, and he'll but, be the announcer of Messiah. Yeah. Right? People ask John the Baptist, are you Elijah? But in reality, if you look at him and his character as a person, he was kind of a jerk. Oh, yeah, that's right. We really came to believe that Elijah had some personality flaws in our... <laughs> construction of this uh, of this comic book I mean he just does not show any compassion to anybody he says a couple of times in this story I'm the only one I'm the only prophet left it's like well wait a second you know um, Obadiah just put a hundred prophets in a cave and you know about that yeah, he knew that so he ignores facts ignores people but really is very obedient to uh, God in terms of uh, following through on the passion that needs to be there to get things done. So do you want to be like Elijah? Do I want to be like Elijah? I don't know. Um, I feel like I want to really connect with people and be sympathetic, but hey, he got it done. So, but Elijah ends up throwing down the gauntlet. He does. Basically. So there's going to be a battle. You, yeah. bring your, you bring your gods and your priests and uh, I'll come. I'm the man and I'll bring God and uh, We'll have a battle. Yeah, just so to kind of show up on put the panel. whole UFC thing to right. shame. And these yeah. these dingalings, these. <laughs> did you just say that? I did. Wow. Okay. Another another yeah. valuable outcome of my college education. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I must have missed they that. They butcher their English. cow. Yeah. And you really got that painted in a very graphic way. Well, book, I have to imagine 12. that it was a very graphic experience. I mean, really, I mean, they're they're cutting up a, a bull for Pete's sake. It's not exactly like, you know, cutting construction paper. No, and there's going to be a lot of, they want to put energy into it, right? They want to, it's a show. Sure. Oh, yeah. So, Perfor it was all performance, performance. art. Performance. Yeah. Performance art. Nothing comes of their performance, however, except... Elijah mocks them and no fire. You know, part of the Jewish legend behind this that I wish I could have fit into the story somehow was that um, Elijah states uh, specifically that the fire needs to come, you know, from above or, or something to that effect. Yes, um, right. They can't put somebody underneath. Yeah, the, the, the story was the that fire. they had planned on stashing somebody underneath the altar and, and have him light the fire from underneath it. You know, yeah. they were gonna, but uh, according to the Jewish legend, they had, some, they had a guy underneath there and God attempt to violate the rules. Yeah, and God sent a snake that bit the guy and killed him. How cool is that? I mean, it's not cool. I didn't stink, well, that's just, for that you know, guy. that's pretty... Yeah. Integrity matters, I guess, is the idea there, huh? Uh, yeah, so that's one of the theme. that's one of the ideas. I think also, maybe not having any other gods before Yahweh is another idea, but hey, whatever, that, that might be nitpicking. So Elijah then says, hey, come to me, people. And he gathers 12 stones, which is significant. Builds an altar. Yeah. What happens next? Well, you know, there's the whole fire thing. But um, I, I think overall, it's one of the interesting ideas to me is um, how far God was willing to go to really get these people's attention. You know, this was, this was a huge, this was a huge affair. This was a huge effect, you know. This Transformative. Oh, absolutely. Another college word. Just incredible. Uh, let's go. I almost before, said incredible. 
It's incredible. I've been hanging out with my four year old. It's not too a much. college word. It's not. It's a four year old word. What up, Nevin? Alan, let's talk about this panel on page 17. Um, Elijah has put the 12 stones together, has constructed the altar, he's cut up the bowl, put the bowl on it, he's had water poured over it, and what do we have in this scene? This is one of the most exciting moments to me in creating this book specifically, and what makes me so excited about doing more books, because it's one of those, um, it's one of those times where it just really feels like, uh, this sounds a little too hyped, but um, I don't have a better way of explaining it than God just kind of stepped into this to say this, and, and I had to imagine, they, well, they just poured all this water over a fresh sacrifice. So I drew this image of the, the base of the altar where all the water had flowed down and into the trench. You see Elijah's foot. But I had to imagine that there must have been blood flowing mixed in with that water as it was running down the altar. And as I drew it out, I thought, wow, blood and water flowing together. You know, that's a huge... On an altar from a sacrifice. Right. That's a huge neon arrow pointing at Christ. It's just like... Right. Ain't, yeah. Ain't, you know, so that awesome. was... Yeah, that was huge for me. I and, was, and that it never says blood and water flowed together in the text. No. It's only when this is done visually. Right. And you connect the dots that you see this. Mm -hmm. Which is awesome. That we think that's just awesome. I think it's awesome. Do you think it's awesome? I, it, in fact, I do think it's so awesome. So I was right. We think it's absolutely awesome. We are in consensus about the awesomeness of this particular image. Okay, you just went over the top. I right? did. I, it just makes me kind of weirded out talking about my own. There's a lot more that whatever. we could talk about that's equally awesome, maybe even more awesome. We'll but have to say that for the next podcast. Next podcast. There you go. There's right. a little teaser. Thanks again for joining us. Dustpress.com. Be a dust bunny. Hey, th yeah, thanks for continuing to listen. You're, you rock. <laughs>